Hey, Eric, we are live here at Mercy Road in Motion at the building right now, getting ready to go out our special one-hour service. Are you excited? I'm really excited. We are locking these doors, though, so don't come to the building today, folks. No one's here. It's actually unlocked oh. still, but that's oh, all right. Okay. Who cares? <laughs> hey, we're glad that you're joining us live online right now. We're going to hop onto an RV, Let's literally hop on an RV. We got a few tech members that are here with us right now. We're special one hour live online. This literally is live. Like, we're not making this up, so this may be the worst idea we've ever had. We don't know yet. Hop on board here, and you can kind of see this is literally Eric Maitland's RV right here. And, Eric, you lived on this RV for a while, right? Yeah, Jillian and I lived in this RV for two or three years, actually. And, uh, it, you know, that's how you can become a homeowner in your early 20s by buying an RV. Let me work on that door real quick. few quick rules, Josh. Okay. Uh, this thing is winterized, so don't use the bathroom on board, all right? It's important. But rule number two, I always honk at joggers every New Year's Day. You know, kind of okay. encourage, you know, the Thanks new resolution. So, you know, this, we can really lay in it today. So, anyway, that's about it. That's the only rule. So, okay. going to make sure this door's shut. Yeah, yeah, grab the door. As he's grabbing the door. Uh, here's what's going to happen over the course of the next hour. We're literally, uh, this is low tech. We want you to get a feel for what it's like here. We're going to be talking about what it's like to go. To go. To live on mission. I've been reading lately, Eric, because you can take off now. Oh, we're so get go. Going. Literally. Yeah, literally okay. go, Eric. Okay. Like, now we need to go. Church on the but go! We're going to go around. We're going to be seeing some friends of ours. We're going to be talking about what we it looks like. <laughs> we're going to be talking about what it looks like to live on mission, to follow Jesus in your context. And so as we do that, um, we are going to do some teaching. We're also going to be doing a lot of interviews of different people who are living on mission in various ways ways. Awesome. You know, Eric, I've been reading the New Testament lately about the Apostle Paul, and for those watching online, I've been reading like 2 Corinthians and Galatians, and man, there's a lot of you online. I'm checking it out right now. This is fun. Uh, and, and just seeing how Paul leaves everything, everything, and goes to follow the Lord. And so if you're taking notes, most of the teaching's up front, and then we're just, I'm not sure what's going to happen in the second half, but I want to share some uh, short passages with you. And the first point I want to make this morning, if you're taking notes, that we have a call to go. We have a call to go. Our call is to go as followers of Jesus. That means that if you know Jesus, you are meant to leave what you know have known in your life and say, I exist now to serve him in any way I possibly can. Uh, and so I want to give you a couple basic passages. You're probably familiar, Eric. I know you know the Great Commission. Well, well real quick, if we got any prayer warriors out there, we're about to enter a roundabout in a 40-foot diesel pusher. So <laughs> lift us up. Lift us up. And Eric also is the worst person with directions I have ever met. I think so. I can find the first one. The uh, Matthew 28, 19 through 20, the Great Commission says, Therefore, go. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. There is a kitchen on here, Tenoria, by the way. I am following online as you guys comment. <laughs> uh, and the, the Great Commission, literally Jesus, his last words to the disciples was, go, make disciples. And so one of the questions I want you and all of us, Eric, to be asking ourselves as we head into 2017 is, where is God asking you to go in 2017? Where is he asking you to go? Now, for some of you, 
that may mean that God has been putting something on your heart for a really long time. It's time to drop some things and just follow the Lord where he is calling you to go. For others of you, that may mean, I find this thing in the Midwest, like in the middle of winter time, it's like, oh, God called me to go. I, he wants me to go to Florida and live there during the wintertime because it's cold here. Well, I, what does it look like to live on mission in 2017 and go where God's calling? Even if it means sacrificing. It might mean just being in your local community and being a little bit more invested. It might mean uh, helping those in need. It might mean sharing your faith a little bit more. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, there's this well-known passage as Jesus has returned. He's about to ascend to the right hand of the Father. He's already resurrected. And he says this to the disciples. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. As a disciple of Jesus, you were called to go to your state, you were called to go to the nation, and you were called to go to the world to tell people about Christ. And so we're going to invite you right now on whatever social media you're on to do just that. You can share this feed right now uh, on Facebook and let people know what's going on, and we want to invite them in to what we're discussing here uh, How many together. roundabouts are in Carmel, anyway? Uh, a lot of them. Okay. In fact, uh, there's literally 100. They just celebrated the 100th roundabout. Oh, but Lord. 131st, you're going to turn right, Eric, so don't miss it or I'll have to stop. <laughs> Isn't that also Main Street? Yes, also okay. known as Main Street. Thank you, sir. Uh, well, I let you know, uh, I was thinking about this, Eric, about Paul. And when my wife and I moved here from California and we started the church in our living room, there was a bunch of people that just didn't go to church really and just started saying, hey, what would it look like for us to live as community on mission, to reach our friends and our families, our oikoses? And uh, we would talk a lot about our twofold mission. You remember that? Yeah. No, you don't. I'm trying to remember the twofold mission. Yeah, yeah, trying to recite it right now. I'm going to do it for you. Our mission is twofold. Oh, I do remember it. Our mission is twofold. And I often would take Luke chapter 9, verses 57 to 62. You probably never looked at this before. I love this passage. If you have a Bible, turn to Luke chapter 9, verse 57. And there's this weird passage where Jesus is talking to the disciples. And he uh, has this to share. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. So we're called to go to go to our Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth, to make disciples of all nations. But what does that look like? Well, it might mean this. Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. No place to lay his head. Of all the things he could have mentioned in verse 58 of Luke chapter 9, he mentions, I don't have a place to lay my head. Meet the physical needs of somebody living on mission. That is a simple thing that as a follower of Jesus you can do. You look, hey, where is there a need and how can I meet it? Helping those in need. You're going to hear about some people who are doing that very thing. Feeding those who don't have food. Uh, clothing and helping uh, people who are without homes and shelters. And uh, you're going to hear a little bit about that in a moment. But verse 59, it says, He said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. And dude, I always think of you when I think of this passage, Eric. Because he, he, he leaves everything, right? And Jesus replies this. He said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. He says, you don't even have time to bury uh, your family member. You need to go tell people about Jesus. Tell people about the, the kingdom of God. And the reason I think of you, you lived in this RV for five years. 
your first five years of marriage. The first one was a boundary. It was a little smaller. We it was a little smaller than this years, one. Yeah. So you lived in this one for two years. Yeah, two, what you're two, two, so two, only three two years. So only two years. Yeah, well, yeah. It doesn't work as well. But let's just say, <laughs> in general, you lived yeah. in an RV yeah. or ARV for uh, five yeah, years. Man. Who would do that? Yeah. Um, Thanks, man. You, you were know, living and, on and mission. We're excited now that we get to actually use it to bring volunteers with us into mission now as we serve communities around the state. So Through Mercy Fest, yep. putting on outreach events all over let, the let state. people come with us, yep. They continue to use this. You could ride on this RV with Eric. I see you. Uh, sorry, sorry, jogger, <laughs> jogger. We're good. Hey, Darren Earlywine and Dana Byers and others online. We see you guys. I want to uh, say this last part. So we have this twofold mission. If you're a follower of Jesus, you may not know your specific calling. But you know your general calling is to help those in need and to share your faith. Yeah. If you help those in need but don't share your faith, uh, you're really not living as a Christian. That's just kind of like the Peace Corps. But if you if you share your faith but you don't help those in need, you have a really shallow faith. He was, was walking fast. I'm trying to preach here, Eric. Sorry. You have a really shallow faith if you don't help those in need and, and share your faith. The two always go better together. And then the final thing, Eric, is in the passage, it goes to verse 62. It says, Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service mm. in the kingdom of God. That you should do all of these things without any anticipation God's going to give you something. You do it without mm. ever looking back. You never look back, Eric. Wait. Ever. Speaking of looking back, is that Luke Edgerton back there? No. Pastor Luke? I, is he in the RV with us? <laughs> How did you even get in here? Dude, I thought you didn't invite him. I didn't. Who invited him? How did you get in the RV? Wait, did I go too far? This is a great road. Oh, yeah, keep going. Okay. It's somewhere up here. Josh, Eric, first of all, you're out of toilet paper, dude. (laughs) And I had to get really, really creative. Winterize. So you're going to want to wash your pillow sheets. Dude, we're live. We're live. So let's keep this PG for the kids. Come on back here. Uh, While you're here, why don't we go ahead and ask you guys some questions? What are you doing here? Were you really in the bathroom that whole time? Uh, The entire time. You know, it was a long night last night. Don't use the restroom. It's winterized. So this is live, guys. We have no choice to keep moving. So uh, while I'm sitting between the Twin Towers here, I figured I might as well ask you some questions. Luke, um, how does this look like in Mercy Students to live our two-fold mission, helping those in need and sharing our faith? Yeah. Helping those in need and sharing our faith. In, in Mercy Students, we want to see students be unleashed for mission. Uh, what we've seen over the year, I mean, last, last August we took uh, about a dozen students to Detroit, partnered with Life Remodeled, and to see them released for mission there. And just recently, a cool story is we saw uh, the Girls High School Tribe, uh, which is part of our student ministry. They partnered with a group called Food for Souls, and we saw them gather, and student-led, right? We saw them gather blankets and, and warm attire and anything that they could go downtown and actually help war- uh, keep warm some of these homeless people that would otherwise be freezing cold. And the coolest part was it was student-led, and the vision came from one of our students. And we had the high school girls go down there, and that is just a snapshot of seeing our students be released for mission. And we're hoping to just quadruple that kind of effort in 2017. So it's pretty cool stuff, really. Dude, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was watching online, by the way, Andrew Molnix, it's Nathan Atkinson on camera. And uh, how do you get on the RV, Adrian? Well, just stop by. We'll pick you up. Pick hey, real, up. real quick, real quick. I got Nick here, too. How I might as well ask you a question. Adrian have he oversees all outposts right now. And, Nick, um, tell us a little bit about how we live out our twofold mission in outposts. Yeah, absolutely. Outposts is really the place where people are trying to do this throughout the week. 
Uh, shout out to Teresa Powie and her outposts for actually partnering with that exact organization, Food for Souls, yeah. uh, which they're going down and helping uh, make sure they got blankets and everything like that downtown. Uh, real quick to Kevin Sliwa and the Food for Souls team. We love you guys. Hey, we, if anybody wants to get a hold of Nick or Pastor Luke, this is their contact info. Right there. You can there. get a hold of them at any time about any of this stuff. That's super cool. Why are we slowing down, Eric? What's what's going on here? I thought I saw somebody I knew out there. Oh, there's a deer oh, crossing right here. That's well, we are currently about approaching a Starbucks here. And, guys, um, guys, that looks like Dana Byers over there. Dana? It's Dana. 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 Pick them up. Pick them up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dana, we're Dana over Byers here. Dana Byers is here. So, Dana... <laughs> She's going to be coming on board right now. We are live. This is going to be a lot of fun. Hey, guys, move, move, move. Dana's coming on board. Okay, coming about. Yep. I'm going to have to get around Luke's or Nick here somehow. There you go. Dana Byers is hopping on board. Well, this is fun. This is awesome. So come on board, Dana. Hi, Dana. Thanks for honking, Eric. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. All right. Grab a seat right here. Good morning, guys. Happy New Year. Good morning. This is a lot of fun. We are live here with Dana Byers. You hey, guys. don't understand what a privilege this is. Um, we're excited to share that after a four or five month, very long, arduous search, and after asking Dana to apply for the position of Women's Pastor Mission Discipleship title in progress, uh, that uh, the third time around, she finally came around. After uh, four or five interviews with her, she officially has accepted the position to come on full-time pastoral staff at Mercy Road. Thanks for Rochers. your patience, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. It, before I ask her a question, i got to tell you this. So Dana has been a part of the largest church in the country for the past 14 years. She's been on staff as an associate pastor there at Life Church on in, what, like eight, ten different states now and 20-some uh -huh. different campuses. Yeah. And, um, oversaw 800-some volunteers through and helped launch Church Online. Uh-huh. Um, and so we're excited that she's joining our yeah. team. She is way too qualified for our yeah. church. Um, but, Dana, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you ended up in Carmel and became uh, finally interested in the yeah. position. Yeah, well, I'm a Hoosier by birth, so I'm excited to be back in Indiana. Our family moved back here from Oklahoma a year ago last night on New Year's Eve, so we're excited to be in Indiana. Uh, we moved back because my husband works with this great company that's based here. It's global, but he really wanted to be back in the home office. So that's what led our family to be here. And really the last year has just kind of been a journey of asking what God would have us do next. I'm really thankful that the Lord brought your husband back. <laughs> Me too. For us. Um, thank you, Life Church. But, I, I, you know, so we've been talking about what it's like to go in 2017 to drop things, to live on mission in your local community, in the nation, around yeah. the world. You've done pretty much all of that. Tell us a little bit about uh, your experiences in going, following the Lord and what he's asking mm. you to do. Well, God's never asked us to go anywhere until we've spent time in his word, until we've really intentionally prayed and asked him, God, show us what's next. You've given us gifts. You've given us resources. Where are you at work that we can get behind that? And so he's never called us to anything that he didn't equip us for, but he's always called us to things that have been very uncomfortable. The last thing you want to do is tell your loved ones that you're moving uh, overseas and um, <laughs> with their grandkids. Excuse you, Eric. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you want to do is you know, tell your loved ones that you're moving overseas with their grandkids um, unless you know that you know that you know that God's called you to go. And he really honored every step of obedience that we took. It was absolutely worth it. So you left everything and moved to London, mm -hmm. right? And 
launched Church Online in the early days in a church there. And what was it like doing ministry in London? It was incredible. You know, really our whole purpose, Church Online was already launched. Really our purpose was just to try to expand it, to reach more people in other time zones, to reach more people with the love of Jesus. So we were totally focused on not only reaching more people online, and trying to connect with them in person, but also local ministry as well. It was really twofold. So it was amazing because we learned that we had to really relationally focus on getting to know people, to build relationships, um, share what we care about, learn what they care about, and then just be available as people of faith whenever life happened to them so that we could pray with them or encourage them and just plant seeds of discipleship in their lives. It's unbelievable. I mean, it was hard. When we moved here from California to Indiana, it was hard enough culture shock. I couldn't imagine going from, you know, Midwest, Oklahoma, over to uh, London. I mean, that would have been something else. But you did that, too, not just as somebody following to Jesus as a missionary overseas. You did that with kids as a mom. Yeah. What was, what was that for the moms out there or the parents out there? Like, sometimes this is hard. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's always it's hard. Always yeah. it's hard. You know, honestly, it's a... I'm, right now needing to lead my kids through the shift of moving to a new church. We're excited about being at Mercy Road, but that's a shift. I have two middle schoolers. They're very socially related to all their friends, and so I'm leading them through that as well. So it's the same as whenever we moved overseas, when we've moved to other states or homes or schools or whatever. I always go back to an example that God used that blew my mind, and that was 10 years ago when we were first moving overseas. I was talking to my son about the verse... um, being called to go into all the world and how we're fishers of men. And I said, that's why mommy and daddy are going overseas. And he said, that's why I'm going overseas too. And that's when God showed me it's whenever we're called to something, if we're parents, our kids receive that same calling. I'm so thankful that God called me to Mercy Road, but it's not just me. It's for my husband. It's for my kids. And we're all going to contribute there, but we're also going to learn and grow and be developed by God That's coming a, as a family. Yeah, I read one of your posts just about how 2016 was so many changes for yeah. you, right? And just as a mom, like how hard that that yeah. was. And But now, like, talk about the back end of that. Like, what's been the reward of it? The back end of that is really seeing that God's not only developing me, but he's turning my kids into spiritual warriors. You know, they're learning how to do difficult things, how to be bold and brave when you don't know the outcome. And we're just learning as a family about our obedience matters more than what the outcome is, because we'd rather be safe in God's care than ignoring what he's asked us to do. So, uh, <laughs> it's great, buddy. There are way too many people jogging. I know. Way too many people jogging. Always do your day joggers. Your day. <laughs> um, so, give a shout out to your kids because you got a sixth grader and an eighth yep, grader, yep. real quick. I Hi, Mackenzie. Hi, Blake. I love you guys. I'm so proud of you. I hope you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. They were out partying all night. Yeah. Um, Hey, hey, Noah Gunderson, good to see you, buddy. Like Wendy, man, there's a lot of you online. Valerie, good to see you. No, no motion sickness for us, though, no, right we're now. Good. We're doing all right. We're good. Doing pretty well. <laughs> uh, oh, we're going over the bridge. It's beautiful. But, hey, a, a couple other questions here. So, going in 2017, for people in our church, like, how would you say, what would you challenge somebody after mm. the experiences you've had and the reward of it on the other side of it? How would you challenge somebody to go in 2017? Mm -hmm. I would say don't wait. You know, I think um, because if we delay our obedience, it means we're missing out on the opportunity of learning. And someone else might get that opportunity. And even more than that, uh, Jesus is coming back. You know, I I don't say that in like a fearful, like scary kind of way or like pressure. I mean, in a positive way. We have limited time. Why not obey today instead of putting it off and miss out on the opportunity? Yeah, that's that's amazing. What's one of my, my... 
the things I love about doing ministry is that we're doing something that really matters for eternity yeah. and that we're using the short time that we've got. Eric, there's a green light. You're supposed to go on green lights. I don't know if you this know that. This thing goes zero to 60 in like go. 10 minutes, Josh. I'm on so, it. He actually pushed on the gas. <laughs> um, but, and by the way, there is a sewer smell coming from back there. I'm not joking. It wasn't know, me. Yeah, that, was, uh, that was me. That was Luke. <laughs> Sorry about that. Thanks, Luke. Oh, that one you did flush, right? But, you flushed. I tried to flush. Uh, your hat does it say the pew pew line. It's winter. It's actual sewer gas, Eric. Where did that coming from? She's going to blow. She's going to blow. We're trapped on this RV for the next 40 minutes. What are we going to do? No, no. Oh, my goodness. If you're watching online, pray for us that we make it this full way. Man, more people are just coming on all the time. This is so fun. Uh, Yeah, by the way, there's Dana Byers' contact information. You can also follow her on social media. She's very active. What are your your handles on social media? I'm on Twitter at Dana L. Byers, Instagram at Dana Byers, and Facebook, Dana Byers. So find her, friend request her, follow her. Be sure and do it. She's probably one of the most active people on social media in our church, so you will benefit from it. Um, Final question as we kind of get approaching. I know we got more people eventually coming on here, but... Um, for for you, as you kind of head into this new role, how can somebody, it, it, we gave some contact info, but like, how would you like to get to know people? What would you like to do as you kind of get into this new role? Yeah, I'm so excited about meeting people on Sunday mornings and just getting to know your stories and asking about your lives and seeing how I can encourage and coach you and challenge you through things. I'd love to go out for coffee. Just let's reach out. Let's meet. I would, I don't, I would encourage you to just reach out because I'm not a shy person. I'm probably going to reach out and try to meet you as well. So I'm excited to meet each of you. That's awesome. Thank you. Be sure and welcome her. Go follow her right now on social media. Get to know her and invite her out to coffee. You'll make it even easier. (laughs) Yeah. Um, by the way, Eric, my wife says uh, because of the sewer gas, now you know how Jillian felt. So, hey guys, <laughs> guys, that looks like, like Darren Early one. Eric, so. <laughs> Darren Early one's here. Woo! Pick him up. Darren, Darren, we're over here. He's, we're in this RV. <laughs> we're. <laughs> He's following us right now. Yeah. There's Darren right there. He has another fancy jacket on. So, not surprised to see that. Uh, make room, guys, as Darren gets on. Dude, I almost fell over, Eric. Give us a heads Sorry. up. Come uh, Darren's going to be coming on. He, You guys know him. He teaches once a month at Mercy Road Church. He's the pub pastor. You also hear him on Radio Theology on Sunday nights. Uh, he's going to be hopping on with us. Welcome Darren Earlywine as he comes on. Hello, on the RV. Sorry Here he comes. Here he comes. It really does smell like it. <laughs> Doesn't it? A little bit. It's horrible. Not the freshest. That's the freshest aroma I've ever experienced. There's still water in the tanks. It's winterized. <laughs> Here comes Ryan. He was getting oh his coffee. Oh, my goodness. Leave that door open I for will. a second. Oh, I will. What'd you say? There's somebody else here. Is someone yeah. else here too? Someone else if is we here. Pick we have up somebody else. Friends. Have him oh, breeze. he's was, got friends. I've been Ryan Allworth's here. Hey, hey. from Straight pick No him Chaser. Up. Pick him up. Pick him up. Head of Fisher's oh, Young Life. Come on board. Thanks. Hey guys. Wow. Hey buddy. Wow, what a privilege. The cast, most of the cast from Radio Theology is here. How you doing, man? This is the strongest hair game in all of it. Thank you. Thank you. Look at that. Oh, we've got some contact info there if you want to get a hold of these guys. Looky there. So, this is, this is going to be fun. 
we're just hanging out. Coming about. Dude, we're you actually went to Starbucks first. That's Oh, yeah. Well, of course. I'm going to go down here. It's my very, very necessary. We'll run a little behind. Okay. Hey, Luke, how you doing, buddy? Nice to meet you. Yeah, we, we got the whole, the whole crew I on here. I just watched your interview. It was really great. It was very nice. It's probably much better than this is going to be. I'm going to go sure. around. Yeah, how are you? Strong I'm feeling good, man. How's this going this morning? It's going. It's a lot of fun. This we should so do this awesome. every Sunday. I, I love that you guys every are doing Sunday. this. Um, so uh, let me introduce. So these guys actually run a radio show on the number one secular station in, Indiana, in Indianapolis, in Indiana, the Radio Theology. You can follow them at, at Radio Theology. Um, and by the way, tell them a little bit. When is the show? It's every Sunday night from six to eight p.m. Uh, we're live on ninety nine five ZPL, and yeah, so six to eight p.m. every Sunday night, uh, and it's your weekly dose. We say it's your weekly dose of faith, hope, love, and music uh, on ZPL. So you can call in. We have something to talk about, good topics. Uh, we try to uh, interview different local charities and people who have great, uh, you know, personal interest stories. But we also love to just take you know listeners' calls and and have a lot of fun and. Put a little Jesus on the radio. Yeah, so we, we've been talking about like what it's like to be out in the world. We're we're mobile on an RV. Yeah, doing a service out in the community. I love it. Um, and, and you guys are on the number one secular radio station doing a show about your faith. Yeah. So what's that? What's that been like, Ryan? Uh, it's it's honestly like one of those things that fell into our laps. Just the way that Darren was on the the Smiley Morning Show and um, Jr. Ammons is uh, actually is does Jr. go to Mercy Road? I think he just scared that man. No. <laughs> Uh, JR goes to Northview. Okay, all right. But he, he and Darren have been plugged in. I've been friends with Darren for years now, and just the opportunity came up where they said, hey, listen, we like what you guys are doing on the on the morning show. We want to give you a stab at two hours on Sunday. We'll call it Radio Theology. Just be a pastor. Awesome. It was awesome. He was like, don't yeah. not be a pastor. Wow. He was like, you can talk about Jesus on the air. And we were and, like, okay. And all that started because you were doing Therapy Thursdays on the Smiley Morning Radio Show on Thursday mornings, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy how it all started up is, you know, I met Smiley by, you know, talking about going, right? Yeah. I was going to take my son to uh, to kindergarten or like preschool and uh, they were on the, they were doing a, a mobile, they were going themselves, they were doing a mobile broadcast from Noblesville and I stopped in and gave them a flyer to Pub Theology and Smiley's on the air and he read it and he was like, faith, hope, love, and beer. He was like, this sounds like a church for me. <laughs> and so uh, a couple of weeks after that, Smiley showed up at one of our pub theology events. And then through that next year, we just started to hang out and have a friendship. And then a couple years after that, he uh, invited me to be on one, one Thursday morning and then told me to keep coming in every other week. And about four years later, that led to, you know, to radio theology. That's how a bill becomes a law. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you mentioned pup theology. I mean, yeah. that's really where a lot of this started. Let's yeah. talk about pup theology for a second. It's not just that you're going out and have a good time uh, at the bars or something. You're, you're doing ministry in a context where you're reaching people that aren't being reached. That's what it's like to go sometimes. It takes a lot of sacrifice. Talk a little bit about that, about this last year and some of uh, we've been talking about our twofold mission, helping those in need and sharing our faith. You've yep. been doing that a lot this year. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the idea of, of helping those in need, one of the things that we started with Pub Theology is to, to have every week at Pub Theology uh, at our events or every month, we have a compassion spotlight. And uh, we focus on a local charity. And the idea there was, you know, Josh, is that I think one thing we forget about is if, if somebody's not a follower of Christ or maybe they're not even real uh, hype on, you know, faith at all is that God has certain soul themes that he's created each one of us with. And the idea of compassion and helping those in need, I think is something that resonates with, with just a human soul. And so that's something we wanted to bring into every pub theology event is some way to help a local charity or a cause. And so, yeah, we've done that for all the past seven years we've done pub. And this year we kind of took a different uh, take on it where we, we uh, at each one of our events, we were packing meals for hungry kids. 
And the idea behind that was we wanted to develop a... Um, is my phone feeding back? Ryan, you guys, is your phone still on the broadcast? Are you screwing this up? Oh, you so guys sorry. are totally just screwing this it's whole Ryan thing up. Ryan it up. Um, I, I, didn't oh, gosh. Let's get oh. those phones off. As they're fixing their phones, let, let me tell you a little bit, because i got a microphone here. I, well, let me tell you a little bit about I they mean, literally <laughs> fed... Hundreds of thousands of, of yeah. kids, right? Yeah, we, we as an organization fed over 100,000, and we partnered up with the Million Mill Movement, and uh, together with them, we fed wow. over 700,000 kids this year. Wow, yeah. 700,000 kids. Yeah, yeah. So it was good times. And the thing we loved about doing the service project of doing the, the, the feeding the kids was that uh, for years at Pub, we've told other people's stories of compassion and serving others, but we wanted to develop something at each event where everybody was a part of the story themselves. So instead of saying, hey, that's neat that those people are making a difference, is that at the event they could walk home and go, you know what, I helped feed you know, 20,000 kids tonight. And it was cool to see the impact it had wow. as, as people experienced the power of servanthood in that way. Well, uh, that's incredible. I'm going to ask Ryan here a question in a moment. Uh, Joanna Brandeman, we didn't need a building, by the way. Teresa, see you as well. Happy New Year. David Rothenberg, I do keep bringing it back to the theme of go because that's the theme of this morning. And we've been living that out. We looked at Luke chapter 9. Uh, we looked at uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. We looked at Matthew 28. Ryan, yeah. Yeah. you haven't just been doing it on radio theology either. You have actually helped start Young Life in Fishers. Correct? Yeah, that's right. I, uh, I will have been in ministry four years to the day tomorrow, actually. And you left Life. all the celebrity status. You could have been riding around in a smelly RV like this, yeah. and you left it all. <laughs> actually, a much nicer RV. To, oh, no, to do straight no chaser. Yeah. You left all of that. Um, to come back and do ministry. That's right. Yeah, I was in Straight No Chaser for five years professionally on Atlantic Records and um, wow. touring the country, touring the world. And then on October 14th of 2012, I had a moment in a cruise ship cabin alone with God where I was like, God, I know you want me to walk out of this and into ministry, but I have no idea what that's going to be like. And uh, I got four words from God that night in a cruise ship cabin of all places. He said, I am with you. He said, I'm with you. And that was it. And then that opened the door to go and serve hundreds of high school kids here in Fishers, along with our amazing volunteer team. Mm. And Happy New Year. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what is, it's going to sue us, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's been awesome, man. Um, we've, we've had hundreds of kids come to Christ. And um, the mission oh. is the mission around the world with Young Life Globally is um, for adolescents to be introduced to Jesus and help them grow in their faith. And that's what we do. So it's kind of a two-prong approach where we go where kids are as opposed to expecting them to come to us. We earn the right to be heard in their life. And then through a relational model of ministry, we really share the love of Christ through a relationship. And I mean, I'm, I'm friends. My wife, Lauren, and I were friends with Young Life kids that we met 10 years ago. And we're going to be at their wedding, you know, in the spring. So it's an amazing model so of ministry. So somebody is in Fishers and they want to get involved in Young Life. What do they do? Yeah. Do um, one, let's go get coffee. Um, okay. uh, but you can go to hse.younglife.org. Okay. Yeah. hse.younglife.org. Yep. Okay. Final things, Darren. Yep. Um, and which, by the way, your sons are in, your oldest son is in Young Life, right? And <clears throat> well, we have I have a uh, we've Wildlife is their is their kind of junior high uh, version of, yeah. of Young Life, and yeah, we've got a uh, wildlife group that we've started with his buddies that meet uh, before school on Tuesdays, which is usually pretty fun with a little Bible study with sixteen uh, twelve year olds. So, <laughs> hey, and uh, you know, I was thinking about this. If Eric, don't curb this. Who has attempted to actually? Like be out in the world doing mission, going sacrificing. I mean, oh, you have this. done it, man. You you've talked oh, about you're the R and D for the church, really trying new things to reach people who aren't being reached. What would you share to somebody who wants to do that in their life, but they've never taken that step? 
Like, what would, what would you encourage them? How would you challenge them? Yeah, I think, you know, I was thinking about this is that one of the scriptures that, that guides me so much is when, you know, Jesus says to pray to the Lord of the harvest because the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And one thing I've found is that, that Jesus is so much more dedicated to his mission than I think we think he is. And so there are so many really, really simple opportunities for you to reach out and to go uh, that are just right in front of your face. I mean, last night I was at a New Year's party and I was talking to a guy and before I know it, he's talking about that he grew up Catholic and that he knows we're doing this Bible study with these kids and, and you know, here at, the, at a kitchen, you know, in a kitchen around a kitchen island for New Year's Eve, I'm saying, hey, you know, when I was a freshman, I had this really cool encounter with Jesus, and I really believe he's real, and he can change your life. And so I think it's just paying attention to what's around you. And I think another thing is, is um, you got to know your story. And if you haven't taken some time to, to, to be able to, within two minutes, tell somebody, hey, this is the difference Jesus actually made in my life, is if you can understand the story that you have uh, and then pay attention to what's around you, the opportunities are, are, are many. They're plentiful if you'll just pay attention. Dude, that's awesome. We did not plan that, but... The segue to the third and final point oh, yeah. was just made. And that is the problem is nobody ever goes. It's true. Too few actually go. And we actually, are, we literally did not plan this. This is fun part of life stuff. Luke chapter 10, verse 2, it says this. He told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And I pray that every day at 10, at 10.02 every morning. I have an alarm that goes off on my phone. Do you really? Yeah, is that a joke or you really No, no do I that? promise. I'll show you on my phone. Dude, you're so much more spiritually healthy. You get, no, you get no, so many no, Jesus points. I have an alarm because I'll forget to pray. Uh, <laughs> at 10, oh, our gyroscope went nuts. Um, yes, at, uh, yeah, 10.02, so I pray that every day. That's, that's unbelievable and awesome. And so too few actually go. And the final thing we want to do, we still got about another uh, 15, 20 minutes here as we keep this to an hour is to remind everybody about MultiplyIndiana.com, MultiplyIndiana.com. We have tried to raise $100,000 in end-of-year giving. We're giving it all 100% of the way to church planters to start new churches. The fastest form of evangelism historically has always been new churches. And so Multiply Indiana is a separate 501c3 that there are now uh, five churches involved with. We'll be planting at least two churches next year. The last I checked, late last night, we had raised over $94,000. Wow. It's amazing. We extended it just for this day. It will end this day as we try and get all the way to $100,000. If you needed to wait to get on this tax year of 2017, you can still give today at mercyroad.cc. And uh, we're going to try and break that $100,000 barrier. We've never not made a giving goal, so we want to make this one because we want to plant churches that plant churches and reach those who aren't being reached. Too few are going, and we want to be ascending church. Uh, is there somebody else Josh, out here? that looks like Stephen Potasic and John Stephen Owens. Stephen here? Pick him up. Pick him up. Hey, guys, we're over here in this RV. <laughs> Steven! Steven Potasic from Hope City Welcome Church forward. is here. All right. Hey, Let's uh, rearrange here. I don't know if... Uh, yeah, where's my guitar? If we can, Come on I don't in, we're going to everybody. Hey, Darren. Well, What's going on, man? We'll try and cram. these guys' CDs. I just spoke into my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it was the mic. This is awesome. I could do this, like, every day. Like, this just hang out with you guys on an RV. And John Owens is here, too. Come on in, buddy. Dude, this is awesome. Yeah, look. This is sweet. Wow, what are the chances that you would be sitting at a Starbucks waiting on our RV to show up? And I get to hang with that. Yeah, we were just hanging out, you know, and we just happened to see this RV. Drive by, we thought, let's let's what go the in chances? there, <laughs> dude. Hey, it's my Sorry first time meeting you too. I'm glad you're here. So, this is Stephen Potasic. He was the lead worship leader 
at Grace Church, a, a fairly large church on the north side of uh, Indianapolis, large, yes. and a great church, and uh, recently left to help start a new church called Hope City Church that we've been very involved with. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to talk to John Owens in just a second. We're going to introduce him. He is a church planter that is here, and we were just talking about Multiply Indiana. But Stephen, we've been talking about going, helping those in need, sharing our faith. Awesome. Like you have this awesome job at a fantastic church in Grace, <laughs> and you leave it. To, why would you do that? Be yeah. a part of a church plant, to be a part of Hope City Church, and lead worship and be a pastor there. Why would you? Let me well, a couple of things. Thanks, First, I think that God puts the seed of what He has you to do in your heart long before the time comes for you to actually do it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so, um, probably about I don't know two years prior to us jumping. Uh, I kept saying to my wife, uh, you know, I just feel like I'm supposed to build something. I feel like I'm supposed to be uh, from the ground floor, like to to start something that's new, that's different. And, and and I didn't know what it was. I was like, is that a Starbucks? Is it, you know, like, what does that look like? And uh, and it just kept taking shape. And then all of a sudden, um, and we loved Grace. Like, we loved the community of Grace. Yeah. We had a lot of deep friends. I mean, it was it was not an easy jump. Um, but when we met Justin and Trisha Davis, who, who really were the kind of the, the, the people that started up Hope City, uh, we just knew like the, these are the, the guys that we're supposed to be connected with and this is what we're supposed to do. And, um, so yeah, it, it's, it's completely different than what we were doing at Grace. And yet in some ways it's, um, it's, it's similar, but it, it's quite different. Yeah. So, and, and here's the thing. It went on, it, isn't it awesome that Grace brought you up, prayed for you, sent you? I mean, that's a, an example of kingdom mind, and it's yes. so cool of that. And so, but now after leaving everything, going, doing, being obedient to what God's asking you to do, uh, what what's gotten what's gotten harder? And then what's gotten, like, what's been the best part of church planting as well? Yeah, the hard thing is nobody does, like, all the things that you're used to doing, you know? Like, <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying, man. It's like, wait, that's not my job, is it? Oh, that is my job. <laughs> and you don't find out it's your job until it's, like, you know, 30 seconds before yes, you're about yes, to do it. <laughs> exactly right. So, um, yeah, and I think just establishing... You know, there's no job descriptions. There's no, you know, you just do what you got to do, whether that's uh, cleaning up, uh, you know, after the service and, and, and making sure that toilets uh, are, are looking okay, you know. We, we've we've wow. had it where we Thank didn't have toilets before. <laughs> to leading worshipers speaking. Guys, I feel awful about the smell. <laughs> Dude, it does. Doesn't it smell horrible? Are we making this up? It's like sewer gas it's in here. It's authentic. <laughs> it's better than what we used to tour in. <laughs> really. So that's that's been that's probably been the the um, the most. Probably the biggest surprise. Hey, let uh, me pause for a second. We're literally going over 69 on 116th Street right now. We're having church over 69. How cool is that? That uh, I hope that's good. Is that going to be Ikea? That will be. That's going to be Ikea. I thought that was Mercy Road. Uh, Fisher's Camp. Mercy Road 2.0. That's right. <laughs> it's not big enough for us. But... Ikea's going to lose space. <laughs> Ikea's going to lose space. Oh, yeah. If you see us out here, be sure and honk at us. That's a great point. Like, honk back at us because Eric will honk at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So the best, what's been the best part, though? What's been the best part? Uh, you know, here's the deal. When uh, In the same vein, um, there's 
being a part of a church plant is, is just fantastic because the community is so tightly knit. Everyone's working so hard. They're, they're all all in. You know what I mean? There's just no room for, for people to just not be all in at a church plant because it's yeah. not convenient, you know? Yes. And so uh, whether it's your relationships or it's people that are in the trenches with you, I think um, it's just been great to see that passion. Dude, see, I love that part. I love that part. It's it's so much fun. And John, you're going through that right now. So let me introduce. This is John Owens. He has led worship all over the country. He's wrote songs with some of the people from Bethel, right? And uh, yeah. uh, and phenomenal worship leader at very large churches. And left it all to move back to Indiana. His his little sister Grace actually was one of the first like 50 people to help start Mercy Road Church. Uh, but you are launching City of Lights Church. Yeah. Uh, uh, this coming March. This coming March, yeah. And just signed on uh, Mer- uh, the, the Multiply Indiana with Hope City Church, uh, Mercy Road Church, Echo Church, Hamilton Hills Church. We'll all be launching uh, City of Lights Church this coming March. So tell us a little bit about the church that you'll be starting and, and why you wanted to do that in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, it's it's a wonderful opportunity to be a part of this aroma uh, on the RV. Uh, so excited to be here, but but yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, come on, the voice, the voice of the aroma. Uh, but yeah, so I'm from here. India is my hometown. I love this city, and really, when I th- what I think a lot about one of the tensions of the city and the nation, and really when it comes to the whole church planning thing, is perception versus reality. Right? People perceive that there's a lot more churches, and that there's not really a need need for more church plants. And the reality is, you know, the metro area of Indy is vast. There's like 2.3 million people in it. And out of those, there was a study done a couple years ago. It said 1.7 million people are not connected to a church yeah, community. It's unbelievable. So huh? if you factor in about 100 people per church, which is about, it's actually more than the average. That means we need about 17,000 more churches to actually have the audacious belief to reach the whole city. And so our desire, when my wife and I, you know, we've asked ourselves many times when we were deciding whether to move our five kids up from the beaches of Florida, uh, whether uh, there needed to be another church here That's in Indy. sacrifice, man. But honestly, it just we just knew that God had a people for us to love on, to, to present the light of God, and, and that we could be a part. That's why we're so excited about being a part of Multiply Indiana, is we know the only way we reach all of the city is going to be partnering with incredible churches like Hope City and Mercy Road and Echo and others. And so, yeah. Yeah, and so John will be actually joining the board of Multiply Indiana as well. So they'll be planting churches that plant churches as they're planting their own church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, let me let me ask you a, a couple of things about. Yeah, so you move here, and you're going to be launching in March. Do you have the, the date that you're actually launching? Yes, we're going to officially march. Uh, march 19th is our launch. March 19th. Mm-hmm. So a little bit before Easter, so you get kind of a double bump there. What What's... Um, where you already know where you're going to be launching at? And- yes, we actually confirmed our location this week. We're going to be meeting at the Landmark Theater at Glendale Mall in Broad Ripple. Okay. So, yeah. And if they want to, so they're going to be launching at the Glendale Theater in Broad Ripple. Yeah. Dude, that's an awesome location. Awesome. It was a huge, so huge blessing. If you're interested in planting a church in the Broad Ripple area, like here is an awesome opportunity. Encourage you to check it out. Megan, well, I think we got contact info if they want to get a hold of, of John. She's going she to try and figure it out here. The Maybe we do. Get a yeah, there we Take go. The John cards. Owens. If you yeah, want to email him, join the launch team, uh, we're going to encourage you to do that. Eric, you totally missed your turn, buddy. We're, we're, we're kind of uh, going to be facing the wrong direction, but no one's surprised by that. So I, I have a navigator. Uh, he tells me where to go. <laughs> uh, but but 
John is going to be in. We're going to have him probably preaching and leading worship sometime in the next few months. So you can get to know him a little bit. And we're excited for the launch of City of Light Church. You guys already have a launch team of like 40 or 50 people, right? Yeah, we've, God has blessed us. We've been building this team. We've got a community right now of about 40 people that have been meeting on a regular basis. We actually have an interest meeting coming up next Sunday, uh, the 8th. And anybody that wants more information about that, you can email me. Or we also have a Facebook page, City of Lights. Uh, and our uh, Instagram and Twitter is at City Lights Indy. So cool, dude. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're, we're getting to our final destination. There's only about 10 minutes left of the service. Told you we're going to keep it under an hour. I'm going to let Stephen, if you want to get ready, yeah. grab your guitar. I've got a few things i got to wrap up with. Well, you step on up. Um, Ryan and Darren, everybody in the back, still smelling good back there? Uh, no, wonderful. <laughs> It smells so like a pile bad. of dead you raccoons. You have no idea how bad it smells. It doesn't smell like sewage at all. <laughs> Especially back there. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to close in a moment. Stephen Patasic, I was thinking about it. We, we might have the greatest collection of worship leaders in Indianapolis between the, uh, you know, Stephen and, and, and John and Eric and um, Ryan Allworth. I mean, these are four super talented people and then matt producing sound for us i mean this may be the best band in on a sunday morning here luke can sing too i sound like a dying coyote (laughs) (laughs) luke said he sounds like a dying coyote if you couldn't hear that um he does not them but one to wrap up with this uh we actually pulled up and you're totally blocking their parking lot eric i don't know how they're going to get out but they're probably going to get out any moment and we actually pulled up to Bridgeway Community Church right here. I don't know if you can see that. Let's get that up front. You may, if you have not heard of Bridgeway Community Church, Mercy Road would not exist without Bridgeway Community Church. Uh, they helped send about probably 12 or 13 people onto our early launch team. We're a big part of uh, our ability to start as a church. They understood what it was meant to be known more for their sending capacity than just their seating capacity because they wanted to see the kingdom of God expand. And so that's what Multiply Indiana is all about. That's what this morning is all about, whether it's through a ministry like pub theology or radio theology or through Young Life, whether it's through church online or whether it is through a new church plant like Hope City Church or City of Lights Church. Um, We want to give you some info. Next Sunday, Hope City Church will be having services at the Rich Charles off of 31, just north of 116th Street in Carmel. Their service times are at 9 and 1030. Check them out at hopecityindy.cc. Justin Davis has his first vacation since planting the church. He's up in Chicago, so be sure and reach out to him. Uh, And then we have our new service times next Sunday, Mercy Road Church. We will now be at 9, 10, 15, and 1130. Mercy students out there, Luke wants you to know that student huddles... We'll be having an 11.30. Junior high students, you're going to be using room seven. You're going to have your separate uh, time together. And high school students, you will be in the hub at the 11.30 hour. Okay, as we sing one song of worship here in the raw sewage smell, uh, we're going to let Stephen lead us. And, and Darren, feel free to, to lead as well. Okay, good. It's kind of hard to breathe back here, brother. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. It's like being on an all dude. Like the girls, I'm thinking, are like, oh my God, get me. <laughs> so I was thinking about what song to do. We're talking about like planting and we're talking about just going and being a light no matter where you are. And I just thought there's a song by Bethel. I don't know if everybody's heard it. It's called For the Sake of the World. And I thought that that would just be a great way to, to uh, just end our service. So I'll sing the chorus for you. You can get a feel for what it is. 
and uh, you guys jump in. It'd be awesome. I don't want to be the only guy because it's hard to breathe. So. <laughs> so the chorus goes like this. For the sake of the world, burn like a fire in me. Light a flame in my soul for every eye to see. For the sake of the world, burn like a fire in me. All right, let's sing that all out together. Sing. For the sake of the world. For the sake of the world, burn like a fire in me. Light a flame in my Anyway, let's uh, let's uh, let's say a word of prayer to close us out today. Thanks to everybody for joining us out there, and uh, I love being a part of Mercy Road, and uh, that will be as innovative as we need to be uh, to try to set an example and hopefully inspire you guys uh, to uh, to serve the poor, serve those in need, and uh, and to go and uh, to join Jesus on this mission that He's uh, really, 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 really passionate about. So let's pray, Jesus. Thanks for today. <clears throat> it's a beautiful sunshine, uh, sunshiny day. It's a beautiful New Year. So we just thank you for this uh, new year, a new opportunity, God, to know you, to love you, to be loved by you. And um, God, there's 365 days set out before us, and uh, your word tells us that we uh, are the craftsmanship of Christ Jesus, created in you to do good works which you prepared in advance for us to do. So that means that there are good works, God, there are people that, that need to know the gospel that are set out before us, that they are our, our appointments waiting for us these next 365 days. And I just pray for everybody that's watching the broadcast right now or, or may watch it after it's live, uh, that you would inspire them, that you would encourage them, that you would draw them into the mission that you have created them for, that you have set them apart for. And I pray um, 
that 365 days from now, they would look back on 2017 as the year that they made um, the most um, the most significant kingdom impact, an eternal impact they've ever made in their life. And they would find um, their life so much more full of purpose and passion um, and peace as they walk with you. So thanks so much, God. You're the best. We love you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.